Hey, everybody, how's it going? It's me, Spencer, the lovable Game Master, here to present to you this very exciting episode. If you notice the timestamp on this one, it's a lot shorter than our regularly scheduled hour-long episodes. We had a bit of an issue with the recording last week and realized that we couldn't even use it. So we're doing something extra special. We're going to continue Parod's backstory, and you're going to get to learn more about our gentle green giant. Before we begin, though, I do have one reminder for all of you. If you have not taken the time to review us on iTunes, I ask of you to take the time and do so because it really helps us out, and we really appreciate the reviews that we've gotten already. We've received a few, and we just love that people are even listening to us. But if you want to take it a step further and support us in that way, we would love nothing more. But without further ado, here it is, episode 72, The Time Before the Shield, part 2. We open at nightfall, gazing into the workings of an orc military encampment. Thousands of orc kind litter the subdued plot of land. Even during the night, a multitude of sounds and boisterous chatter are occurring in every tent and enclosure. To say that these individuals were rowdy would be an understatement. A younger half-orc, looking to be about the age of 24 or so, emerges from his temporary place of rest. My, what a rat hole this place is becoming, he says as a smirk crosses his face. A second half-orc emerges from the darkness and speaks with a rough but friendly tone. And I seem to have found the prince of the rats. <laughs> he says as they embrace each other, as brothers in arms. Ah, it is good to see you, my friend. How long has it been? Roughly four months. Your father's been running me ragged. Every time I turn around, he has a new project for me. That sounds about right. He never has known how to slow down. Speaking of your father, he asked me to fetch you for him. Not sure what he has planned, but I would prepare for a mission. I see. Well, it will do no good making him wait. Let's head over and get it over with. The two companions began their trip to speak with the leader of the camp. Parad was curious what his father was planning for him. Krodzak, on the other hand, had a vague idea of what was to come. In the center of the camp lay a large tent with a symbol representing the orc military the two half-orcs belonged to. There were also three flags bearing symbols for the factions contained within. The first was the sign of the generals. It was the largest and most glamorous, having to represent the strongest of the members. Second was the faction of the orc soldiers. This was the largest portion of the troops, but also the least skilled. These warmongering men were also the most generic of the lot. Being the bulk of the military's forces meant that their primary objective is to provide the force after infiltration. The third and last flag was of the half-orc special operations. These men were the most skilled in battle. What they lacked in strength compared to the other soldiers was replaced with dexterity and expertise. Each member of this faction had begun training from incredibly young ages. The strongest of them were Krodzak and Parad. They had both shown great skill and prowess from the beginning of their careers. As the two entered the massive tent, they passed by many important items that are kept in the treasury. The most valued and protected item is that of a written document. It is a proclamation of the purpose and mission of this military, 
to conquer and maintain neighboring cities and villages, and form a new country for orc kind, a safe haven for those who bear green skin, where they may dwell in peace with each other, one that is built on the premise of family and brotherhood. At the bottom of the paper is the signatures of every high-ranking officer, including Parad. Finally, after a long trek through the camp, we find ourselves within the living portion of the tent where the Supreme General dwells. An orc of relatively small stature stands against a large table adorned with strategic maps and battle plans. He is covered in ceremonial armor that bears the same symbol as the tent. It may be very flashy, but the armor has protected him from many blows that may otherwise have been lethal. Looking at this man gives an impression of intimidation, not from his physicality, but rather his apparent talent for strategy. His intelligence is visible by the way he is studying his documents. Father, Krodzak tells me you have need of me. Is this true? It is indeed, my son. I have a mission for you. As he says this, Parad turns to see Krodzak obviously trying to hold back a grin. I have received word that my personal seer has seen visions of an important entity. I believe that now is the perfect time to introduce you to the person who is mainly responsible for your journeys. Of course, it would be an honor. I have heard many things about this seer of yours, and am eager to finally have a face to associate these rumors with. Excellent. We shall be off immediately then. We have no time to lose. Krodzak, I trust that you will have the necessary preparations completed by the time we return? Absolutely, sir. Wonderful. Now come, Parad. It is a long walk, and I hope to get there before dawn arrives. With that, the two depart from the tent and begin their travel to the aforementioned seer. Krodzak salutes his comrades and then proceeds to begin his own work. During the trip, Sig begins to inform his son of many previous events related to the entity they are currently on their way to meet. Parad, this woman is an incredibly important asset and friend of mine. Her wisdom and power has resulted in many of our victories and other events. She was the one to inform me of your existence and of your mother's death. As you know, we have won many great battles in the past, but now you know the reason behind it. The man who wins is the one who can predict his opponent successfully. Parad remains silent as his father and leader reveals the many inner workings of their organization. He knew of his father's intelligence, but he had not realized that he had taken his quest for knowledge to a supernatural extent. In the meantime, in a different portion of the encampment, Krodzak is working hard trying to accomplish his own task. <sighs> this has proven to be more difficult than I'd hoped. How am I supposed to find these people within thousands of others here? As he traveled, he called out various names to try and elicit a reaction from the many people around him. After some time, he had found his first target. Finally, made some progress. A warrior and his companion emerge from a makeshift home. The warrior is a large half-orc with long black braided hair and very maintained facial hair. Are you the one who called me here? Yes, I am. I have a request from the Supreme General. Krodzak begins to inform him of their assignment. Throughout the conversation, the warrior's demeanor changes. At the start, he seemed extremely uninterested and bored but now is quite the opposite. He is very excited and overjoyed at the news he has just heard. Once Krodzak is finished, the warrior speaks. Oh. 
This should be very interesting. But first I feel that I should introduce myself. My name is Agazar, and this here next to me is my most trusted companion, Gripjaw. It's a pleasure to meet both of you, and I'll, I hope you're willing to participate in our adventure. Absolutely. Nothing would make us happier. Isn't that right, Gripjaw? Suddenly, a growl is heard, startling Krodzak. Uh, my apologies, Gripjaw's rather excitable at the prospect of adventure. As they conclude the business, Krodzak says his farewells and continues his quest. Far to the north, we now find a tiring parade and invigorated Sig as they approach a wooden hut within a hidden forest grove. At last we have arrived. I'm eager to have you meet her. This has been a long time coming. I too am thrilled. If she can get this kind of reaction out of you, she must be very special. <laughs> you may be right, but for now, let's focus on the objective. As the two enter the home, faint chanting and incantation can be heard in the background. They approach a middle-aged woman in dark purple robes. As she hears them enter, she discontinues her ritual and immediately stands to greet her guests. The sight that greets Parad sends shock throughout his entire being, for what greets him is not an orc woman, but a human. What took you so long, Sig? I've been waiting for ages! I am very sorry, Theron. Took a while to track down this little bugger. And speaking of him, this is my son Parad. I'm very glad you finally get a chance to meet him. Oh, so this is the famous Parad. Your dad here can never seem to shut up about you. It's so obvious how proud he is of you. As she finishes speaking, she leans in to hug Parad, surprising him even further. The only thing he can manage to do is stare blankly ahead and try to process the newly discovered information. Sig realizes his son's surprise and lightly taps him on the shoulder to interrupt his thoughts. After he does this, Parad's mind has calmed and he returns the hug in full. He can't help but get an immediate sense of fondness for this woman. Her aura reminds him of fond memories of his mother. Not to interrupt such a happy greeting, but I am curious what you called us out here for. Not that I need any excuse to come visit you. Ah, that. I believe I have found someone of great importance. Her presence in my vision is similar to yours, which makes me think that you two have some kind of connection. However, I can't be sure without your four aura being present during my visions. I see. How interesting. It seems I couldn't have chosen a better time to bring my son with me then. I agree. In fact, this should double my chances of success to identify the person. Well then, what are we waiting for? Please, let's get started. <laughs> you never were very patient. Alright, let me get everything prepared. A few minutes pass as she gathers her needed materials. While she does so, Parad wonders how his father met this woman, and why she is so friendly with them. Most of the humans he's met have been hostile towards orcs. His thoughts are interrupted by Theron, who has completed her arrangement. Alright, shall we begin? The two men gather around the table and ready themselves for her work. First off, I need both of you to remain silent for the entire ritual. I need to focus, and any unexpected noise can interrupt my visions. 
Both men agree to her terms and nod to her request. Perfect. Now let's get to it. The lights dim as she begins her ritual. All three of them start to see images, and Theron speaks once more. I see a baby girl in a nearby village. A half-child born to a human woman. The others around her are outraged and violent. But the girl's aura is very familiar to me. It is the same as yours, Sig. The baby girl is your daughter. Theron continues to describe the village and the people inside of it. Sig had previously had a hunch of what this meeting would be about, but to Parad, this entire experience was unexpected. Once she finishes her ritual, the three of them say goodbye to each other. The trip back is met mostly with silence. That is, until Parad breaks it with the question, Father, I have always been curious about something. The others in my village hated me and my heritage, but my mother never had any ill to say about you. Why was she so fond of you while the others only felt anger? It is because your mother and I were actually very close. Though I had not planned that she would get pregnant, that is just what fate had in store. However, she could not come with me when I decided to create a haven for our kind. I believe that she always wanted to, though. I see. Well, I'm sorry that things had to turn out that way, but I'm glad that we were able to reunite. Neither of them said, an said another word for the remainder of their traveling. Once they returned to the camp, they found Krodzak in the main tent once again. However, he was joined by four others. They consisted only of half-orcs. There you two are. I have good news. I found the individuals you requested, General. Excellent. Parad, I would like to introduce you to your new team. Krodzak, you already know. But now you'll be working with Agazar, a fearsome and brutal warrior with his companion, Gripjaw. Dorana, a stealthy agent of the night who will prove to be a useful scout. Lumadek, a brave hunter that has proven his worth to me many times previously. And last, there is Oradash, an assassin always willing to complete the job, no matter the circumstances. And you, my son, will be the leader of them all. Your mission is to take these men and retrieve your sister from her home village. Well, I was not expecting this, but I am prepared all the same. It is wonderful to meet you men. I hope you are all ready to work together and complete our task. The four subordinates of Parad's troop all give out a war cry and prepare to set out for their cause. I will not disappoint you, father. We shall soon be celebrating the arrival of a new family member. And with that, they set off. For the time being, Parad may be happy completing any mission for his father, but he has no knowledge of any sinister plans that may be brewing within the old patriarch's mind.